Hello and welcome to Anime to Z, the podcast dedicated to all things anime. I'm Shay Lingo, I'm a rapper, musician, and anime is a hill I would die on. And if anime is a hill, then we must be related, because I'm Beck Hill, a comedian, writer, and anime <laughs> enthusiast, and I hope no one is willing to die on me. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I'm into that, I'm into that. I'm Yay! Into that. Uh, so last week's episode was called Ragnarok, which we have already learnt means the end of the world. Yes. Shay, how would you spend your last day on Earth? Watching anime with my loved ones and eating food. Oh, that's Until nice. I popped, definitely, 100%. What about you? Realistically, I'd probably just crawl up in a bowl and cry. No. I like to think I'd have a good time, but I'm that person who, when I go on holiday, mm. like from the halfway point of the holiday, I'm then spending the second half thinking, oh, this is going to end soon. Oh. It's really hard to enjoy it. Are you a dweller? I, I, I guess so. I don't know that term. You, you like wallow a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to. I think it just comes naturally. I mean, is it, do you ever get do you ever get massages or anything like that? Yeah, all the time. I've got, yeah, right? got a bald head under this hat. I need my head rubbed thought, at least once a week. I thought you were going to say, that's why. Because <laughs> I've just rubbed it all off. <laughs> yeah, I had a load of hair and then <laughs> too many I just massages. got too many massages and it started to just leave. <laughs> Again, like massages, I love them. Mm. But like about 10 minutes into them, I'm like, oh, I bet this is going to end soon. Oh, oh, you're a I bit of a dweller. It's fine though. It's fine though. Yeah, I, enjoy I the moment, like it. Bex, I want you know to I mean? enjoy, enjoy the moment. Bex. I'm trying. I'm trying real you hard. You only get one as far as we know. Ugh, well, I go to Valhalla. I could learn some tricks from Vikings because they always seem to take joy in the moment, don't word, they? Word, word. Speaking of Vikings. How do you think you'd fare as a Viking? Oh, I reckon I, if I was one of the dudes, mm. terribly. I'd, I'd, I'd be the one who gets like arrowed in the face. Right? Really? Yeah, that's me. Hundred uh, percent. I just don't have the dexterity. You know, you throw hey. a ball at me, I flinch. Like that's. <laughs> I just get a lot of arrows in my side from yeah. when I've moved. But I, I reckon if I was like an Ilva type or a Helga type character, mm, mm, mm. I reckon I'd be fine. Cause I'm pretty good at just getting stuff done. Mm. You know, like when I'm at home and I'm in my element, I'm very, you know, I'll, I'll get it done. I'm resourceful. Okay. Yeah. So are you, are you like, are you a practical person? Do you feel like you'd be rolling the logs and lifting the sheep? Yeah. And... Yeah. You get me. And I like problem solving. Okay. But cool. it feels like there's not like a huge amount of long-term problem solving in Vikings. No, I think everything's pretty short <laughs> yeah, yeah. including the fights and the battles <laughs> and the lives, to be fair. What about you? What Do you reckon you'd be a good Viking? Um, Yeah, I think I'd be all right. I think yeah. I'd, I'd like to think I'd feel all right. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I think you'd be a leader. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, feel, I, I fancy myself as a bit of a tactician. You feel mm. me? I like to calculate stuff. I like to know. I like to see a plan play out well. But I'm also very good at working under pressure. Yeah. Or I, th I like to think I am anyway. So yeah, I think I'd I think I'd fare pretty well as somebody's commander, a lieutenant, something like maybe not a lieutenant, but a commander or something like that. I definitely think I'd fare well. But I definitely want to get the practicality of the battlefield. So if I die on the battlefield, so be it. You feel me? But at least I go in Valhalla. But <laughs> outside of that, I think yeah, definitely I would be a tactician of some kind or some kind of strategist. Like I would like to think it out. Yeah, before yeah. I go into battle, but then I would need the battle experience first. So I'd probably spend like two, three years in the field. I think you and I need to go do some like weapons training, mm. axe throwing, sword fighting, that kind of thing. And on that note, today we're discussing episode 11 of Vinland Saga, season one, A Gamble, which is streaming right now on Prime Video. And this conversation is going to contain spoilers. So if you'd rather watch the episode first, then press pause and come back when you're all caught up. Shay, are you ready to recap? I think so, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so 
Torkel and his men have kidnapped Canute, the prince now. Mm-hmm. They're kind of walking through the forest and whatever and just doing their thing. And they start to question, are they, I mean, they're getting bored. So they have, they have a conversation about like religion and whatever. And they start to question the Christian belief. Do you know what I mean? They start to like compare the differences between Viking beliefs and Christian beliefs and Torkel calls out to, to the priest. And then we meet like the, mad, the kind of mad drunk priest person yeah. who kind of is there, but we don't really know anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they then reiterate the belief of like uh, going to Valhalla and always wanting to die in battle and how noble that is and how amazing that is and how the, Val- uh, the Valkyries will come and, scoop them up the more honorable the death is and whatever the case may be yeah and then we meet the mad priest and he's like screaming at the sky and saying all these crazy things that well the things that they think are crazy and ragnar has to calm him down and torko actually says like so which god is better yeah and yeah the priest says whichever god made alcohol funnily <laughs> enough and i was just like raw you're just gonna <laughs> sell them out like that you're gonna sell them out like that it's crazy they noticed that they're about to be ambushed and Torkel oh, yeah. throws a crazy spear over at one of the guys. Yeah, then a big battle breaks up just in the middle of the forest, just raggle like that. And it's, it was it was a sick battle. Torkel's just cutting man down. I like I love him, you know. I really enjoy him. So he's like, he was just slicing man down as per normal day in the office for him. Then we enter Ashalad's men and they start, they deliberately start a fire in the middle of the forest. They've even checked how many times in that week, I guess, it had rained and realised yeah, it hasn't rained all week, so everything's burning and whatever. And then they send our boy Torfin in to to rescue the prince. And he manages it, comes out, retrieves Canute. And then we finally see Canute's face. Ashalad says to him that uh, if I'm going to protect you, I respect you, but if I'm going to protect you... Oh, there we go. Raps. <laughs> I respect you, but if I'm going to protect you, you got to take off the helmet. Let me see your face. And he does, and everyone thinks he looks like a woman. So there's that. That's my recap. All right, so yeah, Beck, how do you feel about the episode? I just thought it was so tense. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just always something that's just about to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I spent the whole time just a bit, and then the fire tactic and everything. We were talking about tactics just before at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode, but uh, I thought that was really interesting. I love that sort of strategy style stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more into that later in the episode. What about you? Yeah, I like this episode a lot. I like this episode a lot. I love the position that um, Ashlad's taken with his men and the confusion that he caused. I love a bit of chaos. Mm. And I think we've spoken about him being a bit of a chaotic neutral anyway. Yeah. In yeah, the yeah. past. So yeah, I love I love a bit of chaos. And I love how I love how calculated Ashlad is about absolutely every single little thing. And I still think there's more to for him to unpack about himself. You get mm. me? Or more for us as the viewer to learn about him. But yeah, I'm really enjoying his character. And I think Torkel and his men are are just they just want to die in battle. Do you know what I mean? They just they just really are desperate to have the absolute best fight. I think Torkel even says it at one point. He's like, the, the stronger the enemy, the better kind of thing. So yeah, I think I'm enjoying No, I know I'm enjoying this episode. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Nice. Yeah, should we find out why they're so desperate to die in battle? Yeah, let's do it. So Valhalla is a word that comes up a lot in relation to Vikings. There's obviously Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the film Valhalla Rising. And then this is the first episode in Vinland Saga where it properly gets delved into. Beck, on this episode, what did you understand that to mean? Yeah, well, I, like based on this one, because I, I didn't know a huge amount. I knew it had something to do with the hall, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, that there's a lot of drinking and partying and stuff. Well, I didn't know because I always, I knew the musical piece 
Flight of the Valkyries, mm-hmm. you know, da 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 da, mm-hmm. da 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 I knew all about that, but I didn't really know what the Valkyries were. I thought they were also warriors, mm. which I maybe got from popular culture. <laughs> I think I, I think I understood that as yeah, 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 yeah. Common misconception, maybe. But um, but the way that this episode describes it is they're sort of, I mean, they're a bit like angels, really. If yeah. you're going to compare them, and then they go around, they find like the most victorious warriors and and uh you know invite them to the party you know they're basically like those uh they're like a marketing team you know they're looking for the influencers to invite as vips yo we saw that you died really honorably in battle if you post this on instagram we'll let you into the you know what i mean i think that's i think that's an an accurate way to describe their job post that on the vinsta as in viking insta just in case anybody didn't catch that so in on vinstagram they don't have stories they've got what legends or myths legends or myths yeah. i love that i love that but i did i did some googling because i wanted to find out a bit more about it yeah and apparently in norse mythology valhalla is depicted as this like palace mm. like in my head it was always like a big wooden hall mm-hmm. but it is like a palace it's roofed with like shiny gold shields and the warriors feast on the flesh of a boar mm. slaughtered daily and made whole again like it's that like it's basically bottomless Prosecco, you know, but <laughs> as a boar. Yeah. It's like bottomless brunch. And then they uh, they drink liquor that flows from the udders of a goat. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that. Flows? Like, is it like a, like, do you just put your drink <laughs> under it? Like a fondue thing? Or you don't have to squeeze the liquor out. Do they pass the goat around while they like <laughs> Does it? Is it like continuously flowing? That is mad. <laughs> is it like continuously flowing out of the goat? Or is it like yeah. you have to turn the udder like a tap? Like Turn the what, other cheek. What's, oh my god! It says it's a liquor, though, right? And liquor comes from the ferment, like the fermentation process. Of is it not? Is of it sugars? Not, oh yeah, I was gonna say fruits. Well, but yeah, you can make, you can make whiskey out. Stuff. Is it like whiskey or or alcohol out of potatoes as well? Yeah, it's vodka, man. Yeah, a vodka. Yeah, is it vodka? That's what vodka is. Potato vodka. I love that. There you go. A goat. I don't know because that'd be milk. How? Do I don't you... know if you would it be like avocado or Bailey's. <sighs> Man, I can't even imagine milk fermenting to the point where it becomes alcoholic. That is insane. Yeah, it's not you're adding alcohol to it. It's, it'd be more like a cheese, wouldn't it? Yeah. A very strong a liquid crazy cheese. Crazy strong cheese. So good, basically what you're saying, Vikings. it's like a buffet for warriors, basically, for slain warriors. Exactly. Yeah, okay. it, that's exactly what it is. And then they uh, they get to battle each other every day as well, which obviously for someone like Thorka would be a dream. So Shay, what would be in your dream palace? I would have liquor flowing from some kind of jar, keg, or tap. Probably not. Yeah, float. that's a bit better. Uh, <laughs> I have an open bar for sure. Loads of rums, loads of chicken. Mm. Would you have like a replenishing chicken then? Yeah, I would definitely have some sushi there as well. Nice. I'd have a whole like I think I'd have like a whole bunch of cross international foods, like some stuff from Jamaica, some stuff from Japan. I'd have a whole bunch of stuff, and then I have some stuff that I haven't even tried. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have some, like just like a whole separate table of like fruits and stuff. What's your decor? Gold shields? Uh, gold, nah, yeah, gold and silver. I'd do gold nice. and silver. Gold, silver and black maybe. Ooh. Or maybe one side is gold and black and the other side is silver and white. Oh, wow, um, yeah. That's yeah. Re- that's a very sexy palace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to like just make it, make it a vibe, some whiskey, mm. white Shavas down. Yeah, I think, I think that'll be it. I think a good music, good music is a paramount. Like if you oh, have yeah. good music feeds the soul, you can have music and no food. You know what I'm saying? Music makes food better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd have a few comedians do a set 
in the early in the early times of the, the early hours good. of I'm the I'm glad you said that of the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, once it gets to so oh my gosh, I've done sets at like corporate events or parties or whatever yeah. where there's like bottomless drinks and stuff and yeah, it's yeah. like no one wants to watch you come they want to see you they'll come and see your show yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. just want to drink and chat to their friends trust me i think earlier in the night when everybody's kind of bustling and doing their thing and there's a little bit of music you just cut it for a second and do a little just a 15 minute you know what i'm saying just something, something like it maybe yeah. i might book you I'll, I'll do a little flip chart for you yes please i definitely try and have some fire breathers at some point Oh yeah. yeah, we're getting there now. I actually learned to fire breathe for a video. As a what? Yeah, Shay. Yeah, 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 I know how to fire breathe. Can you post that? Yeah, I, do you know what? I will. This is just very quickly going from so like going what's from your party to Valhalla what to festival are you arranging? Yeah, it's gonna be. I love sick. it. Yeah, no, no, I think. I hope I get in. Yeah, no, you were what? What do you, you have to do to get in? Die. Oh, cool. You know what I mean, die in battle. Oh. No, just die doing what you love. Oh, Maybe not die. Maybe just doing what you love. Oh, yeah, okay, that's nice. Yeah, maybe just yeah, yeah. love. What yeah. about your palace party? My palace party would be... My Valhalla would be like... I like the sound of yours. It's a mm. cool one. Mm. But it represents very much you. Yeah. I think with mine, it'd be lots of pastels. Lots of... Do you know what? It would look like the inside of one of those, like, Japanese chibi shots. Like a Sanrio style. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, all the very cute Damn. things. There'd be lots of... There'd be a ball pit. A ball pit. Yeah, ball you know, pit. there'd be helium one. balloons everywhere, and but like it, because it's Valhalla, the yeah. helium isn't like you know bad for the environment. I hear you. There'd be like a teddy bear workshop. Mm. You can make your own teddy bears. This is sounding like a child's event. Yeah, uh, but like you know, I'd have like you could paint, but all the paint would be food. So you could like as you're painting, you could also like just put the paintbrush in your mouth and scoop what? it in. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be fun. Be edible paints. Yeah. Hard. I love that. Because I love food. Sipping I love crafting art. So would there, be, would there be alcohol? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I like entertaining children, but yeah. this is an adult affair. Yes. Because sometimes adults don't get to behave like kids Facts. because they have to be the adults because there's already kids there. I hear what you're doing. Right. I see this is a healing experience. Though. Exactly. Oh, so, that's beautiful. I yeah. Like there'd be there'd, there'd be alcohol, but there'd you know also be just people don't have to have alcohol if they want. I'd yeah. I like to think that it'd be so fun that people would be like, they just. Get the feeling of being drunk without actually vibes. ruining their bodies. Pure vibes. Mm. So why do you think Valhalla is so important to Toko? Well, I think a, I think a lot of people are motivated by something that they are working towards. Mm -hmm. And I guess during those times when life expectancy was much shorter, mm -hmm. it's not like you're like, oh, I'll work till I retire. You mm. know, that's not a thing. You've got to have something there. And I can imagine why... You know, a massive party in the sky where you get to be a VIP. Yeah. That's a solid reason to do what you do. So if Thorkel likes being in fights, mm. then it's a justification for why he gets to fight all the time. Because he's like, I'm going to get rewarded. And it becomes this cycle, doesn't it? Because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'll get rewarded if I fight harder. But then as he's fighting, he really enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, like I can I can totally see why someone would, would go for that. I mean, it seems like he just wants to die doing what he loves. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, he's learned the culture, obviously... And your environment, as well as your upbringing, obviously dictates a lot of who you are and a lot of what you aim for. And I feel like now people want to live to a certain, to a certain, live, live and work and retire at a certain age. And there's like checkpoints in your life, like you got to have this by this age and that yeah, by that age. And yeah, yeah. But that's not, that's not necessarily the nature of life. It's just the nature of life where we live. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I feel like 
with with Torkel, it's the same. You know what I mean? It's like culture dictates a big part of what your belief system is, and yeah. that dictates a big part of what of your life navigation. And I would love to know what Torkel would get up to if he'd been brought up in a time when violence wasn't. He was he didn't go into violence, but yeah, he yeah. he put all of his time and energy into like creative endeavors. I think he'd be a painter. Right. Yeah, I think he'd. I think he'd be. He seems like a super passionate character, and like, he'd want to keep doing bigger and bigger challenges because, yep, yep. like, it's not for him. It's mm -hmm. all about growth. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting better. It's all mm -hmm. about the bigger thing. Mm -hmm. The you know, and he's not bothered when he has a setback. He mm -hmm. gets his fingers chopped off. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I've still got more to learn. Like, as, if you take out the violence from him, his mindset is actually perfect because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we should be doing. Words. You get pushed back. That's okay. That's cool. I've got more to learn. Yeah, hundred. He he's not afraid of a challenge. He's not afraid to lose. Yeah, he's. I think that's what I mean. I just feel like I I resonate with him quite heavily because I love to learn. I love to like, I love to hold myself accountable for things like in my life because it it means that what you're. I've got an opportunity. I'm obviously I don't like making mistakes, but or or losing per se. But I don't. I'm not afraid of that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I'm not afraid yeah. of the feelings that come after a loss. Do you get me? Or 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 a mistake or a lesson. Because it, it opens up a door. It gives me an opportunity to like, what, I get to be a better person after this. That's great. What? Yeah, defo. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Rather than, oh, I don't even want to face that. Like, which is, which I think is, is a big part of why a lot of conversations don't get had or why a lot of people are suffering. I feel like I don't, I just don't want to subscribe to that side of things. Um, mm. And I just do my best. I do my best. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like Torkel does his best and he's very kind of linear, but in a very profound way. Do you know what I mean? Like his whole thing is just, I want to, I just want to do this. I just want to, I want to be in wars. I want to do what I love and I want to die doing what I love. And I know regardless of what happens after, I, I believe I know what happens after that, but regardless of what happens after that, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. And I want to live on my terms and die on my terms. Yeah. And you got to respect that. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't, I can't not mess with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, man. Big up well, every time. I think it's time to chat more deeply about the episode. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. And joining us for that chat is comedian, animator, YouTuber, and anime fan, Alistair Beckett King. Hello. Hello, Beck and Che. Hi. Hey. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. How, how are both of you? Yeah, good. Thank you for joining us, man. So, Alistair, I know you from the comedy scene. Yes. And your amazing show that I got to see in 2019. Uh, Thank you. The last fringe. show I was allowed to do. I think. Well, I mean, it has been a crime to do comedy shows since then. Yeah, that, that uh, yeah, okay. It has yeah. affected other comedians too. Yeah, you hadn't done something in the show that they were like, <laughs> never again. Don't ever let this man perform again. I was too funny back. That was the problem. <laughs> I did, I did all the jokes, and the other comedians were like, we can't stand for this. That's right. He yeah, must yeah. Be That's why I didn't do a show afterwards either. <laughs> I was like, calling I can't agent, like, You expect us to follow this now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm interested to know more about your anime interest because we haven't really spoken about that. How did you get into it? So the first. Well, it's weird, and I don't. And, and if you've got super anime fan listeners, I, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to alienate them because, really, I I think the first things I would have seen would have been title sequences for kids shows like Thundercats and Ulysses Thirty One, which I know are not they're not adapted from mangas, they're not strictly anime, but they are made by Japanese studios and the same Japanese studios that and the same animators that made anime, mm. and and you can see in them. The, the stylistic characteristics of anime. Yeah, because I remember as a kid sort of trying to... I, I could tell there was something different about them. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to my mum, you know the kind of animation where the eyes go 
<laughs> for the benefit of the listener, I'm, I'm wobbling my hands to indicate the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Are, the highlights are wobbling, but my face is staying still. Yeah. I think the irony is that I actually have an anime face and that it doesn't move. My mouth just opens and closes. Words. And my eye wobbles. <gasps> I can't do different expressions. Are you an anime character? I am, a, I am an anime character, yeah. Damn. You should see me on the train. I just stay still and the background goes. Yeah, that's I'm not a, you know, you called me an animator. I am a, a dilettante. I, I love to do animation, but I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. But you sound like me when people call me an artist. I'm, like, I'm not an artist. And they're like, dude, you host an arts and craft show. <laughs> Come on. But the, the not, to, not to get Marxist too soon, but the, the economic We normally conditions. wait till later. <laughs> Let's just slip in the, uh, the Marxism subtly without being that obvious. The economic conditions surrounding animation production shape animation. And... Japanese animators, uh, not just Japanese, but, uh, but particular Japanese animation studios, solutions to how can we do this more cheaply than Walt Disney? Mm. And, and other, you know, because who can afford to animate like Walt Disney? Mm. Are fascinating because it, uh, and quite specific. And it is things like what if, what if the cell that the character's on doesn't change very much, but the background changes? Mm. Mm. Film is usually 24 frames a second. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're animating on ones, that means you're drawing 24 different drawings for every second. And that's yeah. a lot of drawings. Yeah. Whereas if you're animating on twos, that means you draw 12 drawings for every second, and each drawing is photographed twice. You shoot two frames of film for every drawing. If you're animating on threes, it's three frames for each drawing. So animating on threes is three times cheaper than animating on ones, which is a lot. And very few people can afford to animate on ones. The, the classic Walt Disney feature films are animated on ones, mm. heavily rotoscoped, but, you know, so they're using real film as references, so it's incredibly yeah. naturalistic. Mm. Who can afford to do that? Nobody. Yeah. And so, like I say, the solution, that okay, well, the mouth is going to be on a different cell, mm-hmm. and so the face will stay the same. The animation is, uh, is inked on see-through plastic, okay. or very, very nearly see-through plastic, yeah. and layered up. Now... In classic Disney animation, you'd be looking at one cell most of the time. So the drawing will all be done on one cell. The person's face, eyes, mouth will all be drawn as part of the same drawing and then will be redrawn completely for the next frame and then redrawn completely for the next frame 24 times a second. Whereas what you could do is just draw the person's face without a mouth and then just replace the mouth on a second level. Which, of course, as soon as I describe it, you've seen that happening in anime. Yep. You can tell you're looking at a static drawing with a moving mouth. Yep. And animators spend a lot of time breaking down the phonemes we use when we speak, which are the E's and the O's and the O's, which really doesn't come across in a podcast. Mm-hmm. The different shapes your mouth makes. Mm. Whereas in anime, mouths tend to change to express emotion rather than because I'm making an oo sound. If I'm making an oo sound, the mouth tends to be making the same shape. Mm. Yeah. So... These sort of economic choices save money, mm. Mm. but they also shape the way it looks. And, yeah. and of course, now it's somewhat cheaper to animate digitally. Mm. We're not actually dealing with plastic sheets on top of plastic sheets, but 2D animation is still really expensive. But the, and of course, there are anime films that animate on ones mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but the, the aesthetic that's been created through the economic necessity has given it a specific shape. Mm. And I think that's really interesting. That is interesting. It is. For me, it's like when you know how a magic trick works. Now you get to enjoy it twice. You get to enjoy Word. the effect yeah. and you get to enjoy knowing the genius and the craft that's gone into it. So, oh, And the other cool thing is like 
the camera is moving on ones always. So the camera's yeah. moving at 24 frames a second. In the intro to Ulysses 31, the, the, there's the spaceship flying through. And that, you know, animating a 3D vehicle moving in three oh, dimensions yeah. traditionally, that, that's a lot of work. Mm. Uh, but one of the techniques they use there is you've got the spaceship flying and the spaceship is on twos, meaning it changes every two frames. But the background where the stars are whipping past, the background is moving at 24 frames a second. And when you watch that, you'd never notice. You think, oh, I'm watching a 24 frames a second animation. And when you go through it, you realize they have... They have cheated. <laughs> they've cheated the eye. Wow. And so, like, the background's moving in one direction. So uh, the, uh, that the, uh, the background is moving at one frame on rate, mm. and then the foreground is mo moving at another frame rate. I'm the, understanding it now. The Into the Spider-Verse film did this deliberately, where it had it had different characters moving at di uh, on ones and twos. So, um, so the cool, <gasps> slick Spider-Man moves on ones, and the young, trainee, naive Spider-Man moves on twos. There was a viral this. video about it, yeah. which introduced the concept of it to a lot of people who didn't know. And it's it's so cool that they did it deliberately between characters. And with that in mind, what did you make of episode 11? I didn't know what to expect from it, yeah. to be honest, because yeah. uh, I hadn't seen any of Vinland Saga. So I watched episode 11 before I came here. And I was, uh, first of all, I was shocked by how much I understood of it, like how yeah. how clearly, how clear the characters were. Mm. I had to find out. First of all, everyone's called Thor, so it's a little bit confusing. Yes. But once I got over that and realised that, that uh, Thorfinn and Thorkill, totally different guys, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> The characterization is really very clear, mm. and it, it was it, uh, the fact that I'm sort of we've got Viking factions here, as well as also religious factions. You know, mm. the Christians versus the the people who believe in the Norse gods. It's amazing how clear that is, and how clearly they set up what's what's going to happen. That's interesting because I think if I was trying to describe the episode to someone who hadn't seen it before, I don't know how I would do it without giving all the context from before. Yeah. Mm. So that's, but it is a much the show really takes its time. Like, the pacing is really... Like, there's a moment where when the fire's happening and the characters are talking, mm. there's a deer that's caught fire and is rolling over. And in the background, you can hear some of Ashlad's dudes being like, oh, it's a deer. Uh. But, like, meanwhile, there's an important <laughs> yeah. conversation happening. Yeah. And that's just so... I felt really bad for that deer. Oh, yeah. it's really sad, but it's such detail. Like, you didn't need mm. to put that in there. Yeah. But, it's, but it shows the you know, the power of this fire and the fact that it's not just affecting the men, it's affecting the wildlife. And yeah. like there's all these things that they put in it so slow and, and careful that yeah. I really appreciate. So I'm, I'm, that's interesting that you were able to jump in from... And I, and I did. I looked up the the synopsis of the manga on Wikipedia and realized that this episode, episode eleven, is like the first sentence of the second paragraph of like twelve paragraphs. So, <laughs> I, so like you say, there's obviously a lot of story. That, yeah. Um, yeah. That I don't know. But um, yeah, I was surprised at how easy it was to to jump into it and to get at what was going on. And also, uh, what I quite liked, it made me realise that I would be a bad Viking because <laughs> I think we've all come to that conclusion at some point <laughs> that you would make a bad Viking. The, no, no. <laughs> the I A B K would be no, a bad we would Viking. All, we would all not be great Vikings. No, because there's, the, there's the scene where they say they they are supposedly surrounded, although Thorkell's skeptical, and they say hand over Prince Canute. Mm -hmm. Which nobody spells the way it's supposed to be spelled, and I think that How is it cowardly. I don't know if it's I can say the way that look, it's oh, C N U T. It's a, it's very troubling. He yeah, it's very troubling. So it's, it's like you know how French Connection oh, no, UK yes. looks like a swear. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, these yeah. days people spell it C A N U T E, and yeah, it's yeah. like come on, no. Anyway, what I like is they hand him over and then just goad the other people into fighting them anyway, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just like <laughs> I think if someone handed me King Prince Canute, I would just go, all right. Uh, we'll be off then. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. think I could be. I don't think I could be goaded into a f giant fire. But that, that. that goes straight back to the like the whole belief system and like the idea of 
what their religious kind of foundation is. Do you know what I mean? And the idea of being challenged yeah. is really important. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And not even not even just being challenged, but being challenged and not accepting the challenge. Like if you mm. don't accept the challenge, you it's like what am I living for? Yeah, if they retreated and Thorkel decided to go after them and killed them, yeah. they wouldn't get into Valhalla. That's not they very... Went. You're not anyway. getting into Valhalla. That's what I'm saying. They, they lo- it's a lose-lose situation. You've, yeah. you've got the prince. You're not going to use the prince as an excuse now mm. because he's on because on, he's on the enemy side or he's standing on the enemy side. You're also being goaded into a fight based on that emotional intelligence. If you do retreat, we're just going to follow you and kill you anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So and it's like... They both know there aren't really... However many of them he claimed. Exactly, it was like it ended up being like four hundred out mm. of the out of the imaginary two thousand that they said they had. Mm. I do like the way Valhalla is like a club, and like everyone's worried it'll be like, no, not with those trainers, you're not getting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, no, you retreated, your you're not getting in. Sorry. I did like the. I also like the way because there's not a lot of women in these ancient Viking mm. tales. I did like the way they they solve that by just making Canute really hot. <laughs> So like, what if what if Canute were gorgeous? I don't remember that from from history, but what if he were just really hot and everyone was like, "Four is <laughs> a young model character." This, everyone can enjoy that. Yeah, Love to be that. fair, they've been they've probably objectified Prince Canute more than they've objectified any of the women. <laughs> the women. Do you know what? That's, yeah. No, that's fair. That's a fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like, there's some conversation about like, oh, you know, Valkyries and slave women and stuff yeah, like this. Okay. But actually, a lot of the women who have appeared in the episodes up until this have. Again, as far as the you know the subject of this and the fact that it's anime, mm. they've got surprisingly thorough like backstories. Yeah, you yeah. know, even when they're only in it briefly, mm. you get a proper snapshot, and they're all individuals. You all get like a proper, but uh, but yeah, Canute's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah facts. That's all I, I mean, wanted to say. I feel I just, weird the they made him. They made him look super like. So so androgynous. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. got such an androgynous look. And it, I and only it works came on really a podcast well. to say that Canute was hot. That's <laughs> the only reason I'm here. But how cool is that bit? Because you mentioned that uh, Thorkel, when they're in the forest and they realise that they're surrounded, you know, that that, mm. that moment, it's that bit where he just chucks the spear mm. and you follow the spear <laughs> and it just Torkel, oh, right through the guy's head. I love Torkel so much, man. What I liked about it is we, we see it from the spear's point of view going right towards the guy's eye. Yes. And I was, I was watching that shot. It's a really long shot. And I thought, oh, okay, so... They're going to show this and then they're not actually going to show the spear going, oh, no, the spear's gone right through the yeah, middle yeah, of his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to show that as well. Animation-wise, how do you have any idea how that's done? The first Because we've had that on a previous episode, the first-person perspective, where it's mm. almost like a video game. Yeah, well, the one thing that's really notable about the show, especially in the, in the title sequences, it, they are integrating 3D and 2D extremely well. Computer-generated 3D graphics creating the environment and then what are obviously, I think... Uh, genuinely 2D characters and not not 3D characters made to look 2D, mm. and my guess would be that for some for shots they're building the scene in 3D with um, like mannequins that you would use sort of animatic sketches of the shape of the person, mm. and using that as the reference point for the animators. So the animators can, I would guess, are rotoscoping mm. the th- the 3D character that was there. But if you create something in 3D rather than you know film a live action person you can also use that as a reference uh, because the uh, the big challenge combining 2D and 3D is how do we make the 2D characters really stand in place how do we how do we rotate the camera around them mm. without them wobbling all over the place mm. and it, it, I, I think i would guess that's the technique they're using getting their 3D animators and 2D animators to work together yeah. so that when the camera zips around the place you know like you say like in a video game incredibly fast and, uh, and with uh, incredible dynamism 
the characters are locked right in there, and it and it looks like you're you, you're watching a two D animation where the camera's doing way more than yeah. two, a two mm. D camera can normally do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Super smooth. Yeah. Very smooth. So Ashalad and Thorfinn's uh, relationship is a bit is a bit still still a mm-hmm. bit misty. He's doing Ashadad a little bit. Ashadad, <laughs> like that yeah. That's my best one. I'm here all night, guys. I'm not here all night. <laughs> Ashalad knows that Thorfinn is a good kind of tool in mm. in his in his band of merry men. Do we believe that Ashad actually trusts Thorfinn or like genuinely or or do we believe that he's just using him? I'd like to know what impression you got, Alistair, before I answer, because as someone who hasn't seen the previous episode. Uh, yeah, as someone who doesn't know, what do you mm. think, mm. Alistair? Of all the characters, Ashlad is the hardest to get a handle on because he seems to be a schemer. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, the impression I get is that there's a lot going on under the surface. Yes. Compared to, like, Thorkell and others, he's incredibly... He's very facially controlled. He's very inexpressive. He's not always laughing and shouting like many of the Vikings. <laughs> I am perplexed, I'm afraid. I, I don't know where he stands because mm. because I think that's that's the way he's been constructed in the show, which is we, we don't know. He's obviously got his own agenda. Uh, he's obviously got his own goals, which align at the moment with the people he's working for and working with. And mm. uh, is he... Is he loyal? Does he trust the people who he's working for or the people he's working with? I don't know. Okay. Mm. So he's hard to work out, basically. He, I think he's. I think he's deliberately enigmatic. Yes. yes. Which is pretty much on brand. Yeah. With everything very, that mean, we've seen in the previous episodes and everything that we've kind of said in in previous episodes as well. Like in the in the beginning, it's not that I think he's a nice guy. Yeah. Or, or secretly a nice guy. Villain, yeah. It mm. feels like he's doing his own thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, and he's he's working. He, he's got his own plan that yeah. he's carrying out. I reckon Ashalad originally thought, okay, I'm going to train up this, like, well, at first thought Thorfinn was just an annoying kid to him. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I think he was like, I could train this kid up to be my legacy. Because clearly, like, Ashlad doesn't really have a legacy. Yeah. Mm. And he must be starting to think about that yeah. about now. But, his old age. But it's not quite panning out the way he expected. And so I think he's sort of not sure whether he's, I think he doesn't know. Mm. And that's why there's part of him that's like, I'm using him, but there's a part of him that's like, but also maybe, maybe I want him to be my legacy. How interesting. Because I, I think he knows exactly how, his, I think he's playing out exactly how he, he actually wants it to. But I think he just knows there's parts I'm not going to be able to control that bit. Do you know what I mean? He's just like, I know he's going to take that, that I know I'm going to tell him to do X and I know he's, his mind is going to do Y. Mm. But, He's gonna do X because he wants to fight me, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dangle the fight until he learns that the fight is not important anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or until he actually just like breaks down and cries, and then I'll and then I'll be Ash that again, and I might hug him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I feel like he knows. Right, you're just being an adolescent kid. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna lay down a few rules and do a few things and whatever. But I want you to to be a sick warrior. I want you to yeah. learn the mental and the emotional part of the of, of being a warrior as well. Speaking of which, Alistair, how did you find Thorfinn's fighting style? Oh, a bit much. Um, <laughs> oh, he's quick, isn't he? He's very quick. <laughs> oh, he's quick, said not as quick as me. <laughs> as quick as me. He's, yes, you're quick, Thorfinn, but not as quick as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Where no, you're like, oh, he's disappeared. That's actually really good from an animator's point of view. <laughs> That'll save me a few cells. Yeah, I made a little note of that. Cheating, guys, come on. Yeah, no, it's it's super slick. And and it does feel, I don't know if it feels samurai or ninja or, or modern. or it, 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 it feels like he's learned uh, a fighting style that doesn't feel particularly Viking. Yeah. It feels like he's invented something which is very, very anime and very, 
a movie style of fighting, mm. which sets him apart from everyone else. Mm. Okay, so where do we rank the characters in that case then? Like, who who would we least like to 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 bump into in a dark, spooky forest? Oh, I mean, I think definitely Thorfinn, because I think you wouldn't even see him. Oh, maybe that'd be good. I was going to say, If yeah. I was going to get attacked, I don't want to see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, the worst would be Ragnar, because because um, I like him the most. Where, Like you say, Thorfinn, like, you'd, you'd find out about it a week later if he'd murdered you. You wouldn't know at all. <laughs> <laughs> that one's committed to hit me. And whereas, like, uh, yeah, Thor killers come like, I don't want a spear in my face. Come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whereas Ragnar, I feel like, yeah, if, I, if I'd upset him, I feel like it, he, he would be in the right, I feel like. It, w- it, would, be, <laughs> oh, it yeah. would be reasonable. Like, yeah. I would deserve it. Yeah. See, what's interesting about this one is Ragnar, I, I was very much like, I was like, oh, I, I'm warming to this guy. Like, he's speaking sense. He's like, don't act on impulse. You know, mm. it's not worth it. It's very, I guess, new ideals as far as Vikings are concerned. Mm. Mm. And then there's a lovely moment where the guy... Uh, one of his men almost stabs him or something out of the fog. Yep. And then he's like, whoa, you know, yeah. you could have you could have hurt the prince. Yeah, what are you doing? And he goes, it's this nice, like, teaching moment. Mm. And you're like, yeah. And then he's like, you know, you, you announce it so that you know that we're safe. <laughs> and then, of course, I was like, we're over here. The prince is over here. And then his dude just gets like, yeah. I feel like done. that wasn't completely Ragnar's fault. I feel like. It's 100% Ragnar's fault. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, tell everyone who you are so they know not, you know, not to attack you. So he does. And then he immediately gets stabbed. He, d- he didn't mean that loud. He meant quieter than that. Wait, he should have been. Cl- there's a fire. It wasn't What's implied. Do, I mean, there's crackling of fire and there's shouting yeah. of dying men and there's clanging of shields to swords like you're gonna have to shout and i think he, he meant check who you're stabbing before you stab them not announce your location to the enemy come on yeah, no. you oh, can't blame ragnar for that i think ragnar is <laughs> it's it's then well then it's the fact that the guy gets stabbed and ragnar's just like oh like I, like he's like he's like i made a mistake but he's not like he's not like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i should have been clear i meant quietly like yeah. he's just he's like oh okay that's what happens when he's like oh you do that no but yeah. that guy Fair that enough. guy was a problem that guy had clearly been a problem for the whole mission that guy was he's been trying to work out how to fire him he's not smart yeah and it's like okay i didn't want you to get gored with a spear but it's happened and I'm not upset. You've it. actually solved you've solved the problem for me. Yeah. It's like yeah. approaching the intern that you don't have the heart to fire <laughs> and saying, um, "Just so you know, the CEO uh, really likes being insulted." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shame! You got stabbed. Oh, mm, bad luck. Thank you so much, Alistair. It's been and super fun. Obviously, you're on Twitter at Mr. ABK M I S T E R A B K. YouTube A Beckett King. Which is my name, Alistair Beckett King. Uh, any others? If you just Google a vague description of me, I tend Alistair to with a D. It's Alistair with a D, but Google's smart these days. Yeah. It yeah. Knows. And and uh, anyone listening, if you haven't already, you should definitely look up Columbo as an anime, which Alistair made earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, what if Columbo were anime? It's 20 seconds long, and it took me ages. Bro, it was <laughs> dope. We're moving into quickfire now. Quick, quick, quick fire, 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 It's a big room. Favorite character? Um, favorite character. Torkel, every time. Yeah, you like Torkel. Yeah, that's my guy, man. I'm gonna say well, so mine was Ragnar. Yeah. Until he got the dude in trouble and then was like, ah, whoops. And you know, 
that was it. All right, least favorite character. Ragnar. After he does that, <laughs> I was like, no, no time for you anymore, Ragnar. You're an um, idiot. What about you? Yeah, I don't really. I'm not really messing with Ragnar too tough. I don't. I don't really. I don't really like his character. I think he's a bit annoying. Mm. If I'm honest. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. I know. I know his purpose and I know his aims and I can respect those, but I don't like him or his head shape. So. <laughs> Such is life. You're so you're so judgmental of his head shape, bro. He his head is like a bullet. Yeah, but his he head can't is help the that. shape. That's how his, he was born. Of course, his head is the shape of Canute's helmet. All right, favorite scene. Favorite scene definitely when Torkel throws the spear through the soldier's eye. Yeah, me too. Crazy scene. Yeah, it's just it's really cool. And the lead up scene to that as well, where they like I was saying, where they all like kind of just are noticing, yo, like there's someone watching us. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, cool, sick. Let's just get to work then. And then mm. he just throws a spear. I just think that's a, that's a crazy scene. It shows so much of their battle prowess. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what about you? Uh, same. Same scene? Yeah, same scene. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. Like minds. Most epic moment? Oh, I reckon most epic moment is the bit where Thorkel's walking through the fire towards Thorfinn and he's yes. waving and you see his little stub fingers. Yes. And it's just like, it's such a cool entrance. Yes. He's like not phased by anything to do mm. with battle or violence or just chaos. Do you know what I mean? He's phased by none of it. Anything that you could find in war, he's he's just all for. Or mm. he just treats it like, yeah, it's my home. This is where I'm most comfortable. So he walks through the fire and then it's just whatever. And then he leaves and it's just whatever. Like, yeah, I'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean? So yeah, no, nah, definitely most epic moment, 100%. He's like, oh, yeah. I recognize you. Do you recognize you? Remember me? For me, it was a tie between that and Torfin in the wet cape coming oh, in yeah, and the yeah. horse is on fire yeah, which yeah, is yeah. terrifying mm. he used the horse as like a, a distraction though. yeah and then he's just like somersaulting from nowhere very ninja <laughs> it's very cool so what question do you most want answered in the next episode i think my uh, question is what <laughs> like just what's going on <laughs> what is happening where is this going i hear you it's, um, it's everything yeah it's a bit chaotic right now it's it a bit is. chaotic right now there's a lot yeah there is you know what yeah you're right fair enough there is a lot happening there's a lot happening I think my question is, what are the first words we're going to hear Canute say? Is it going to be like a... Profound. Star! Or is it going to be like a, hi. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I reckon they're for... I hope that they've got like a really uncharacteristically deep voice. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> I know cool. that I know that we talked about it earlier that the mm. voice actor is the one who did the Harry Potter dub yeah so it probably won't be because harry potter was a boy definitely but i would love it if like i would love it was just like a barry white like hey, like yeah, like dope. if it was yeah if you real. had a deeper voice than me yeah yeah actually do you know what if canute had your voice yeah and like and just say something like really smooth smooth no well not the word <laughs> sometimes you gotta just say the words you know what i mean I mean, like uh, like imagine you're like trying to chat some, like oh not chat someone but you're like trying to put out there that you're like you know, all your confidence and your swagger. and I'm Prince Canute. Bow to me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Is that what, what you want to hear? What do you think Canute will sound like? I think Canute will sound... I, I would I would actually... I'd probably enjoy if he had like a super annoying nasal voice. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an Australian accent, No, mate. Vic. Or, he had, or if you had an accent. Yeah, if he's like... If you had an accent. Oh, good day. I'm Canute. Yeah, How's like... it going? <laughs> That would be crazy. Oh, Maybe this, this was pretty crazy, eh? I mean, it would be very, very confusing if it was Australian, but I definitely, yeah. I definitely think if he was like had like a French accent because he grew up without King Swain beside him and his oh yeah and his his au pair was like a French slave or something like Oof. that. Do you know what I mean? Like, so his accent just happened to be French. I think mm. that, I think that would be cool.
And like that guy who gets speared in the face, our time is up. Join us next week when we'll be shooting a breeze about episode 12 of Vinland Saga, The Land on the Far Bank. We're going to find out more about the ear. I know, it sounds uh, sounds confusing. I love the ear. We'll find out more and um, um, maybe uh, try out some Welsh accents. I mean, I won't, but uh, you I'm can. I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I don't want to offend any of our Welsh listeners. Word. We're also going to be joined on a show by an actual real-life Viking, star of TV show Vikings, Alexander Ludwig. Thanks for listening to this episode of Animator Z. If you haven't already, rate, subscribe, review, and follow. And don't forget, you can also watch all of Vinland Saga right now on Prime Video. Animator Z is a Little Dot Studios production for Prime Video UK. The show is hosted by Shailingo and Beckham. It's produced by Nicole Davis, Jake Cunningham and Harold McShill. With production coordination from Ellie Aitken and editing by James Payne. With additional research by Ren Skateni. If you've enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast and wherever else you get your podcasts. 